Okay, I'm recording. Oh, why does that sound weird? Does it sound a little echoey? A little. Um. Put that down. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, good to know. Yep. Good I'm to also know. recording. Yep, I'm recording. Oh. Okay, had to get all my stuff in order. Oh, I don't even have have everything up. I just have the first episode. Okay. Yeah. Take a drink of my coffee. I've not even had coffee today. I've just had tea. <laughs> rainwater all over it. It just went down all over my face. That's fantastic. Yeah, not a fan of that. Okay. It's really all over me. You just don't, you don't want to drink rainwater? No? <laughs> nope. Oh, um, I, my grandma gave my mom this, um, like shower gel or something for Christmas and she was like here smell this and I opened it and I you know I like did a little, little squeeze test so I could like smell it a little bit yeah except when I did it it exploded all over my mouth <laughs> it went in my mouth and I I, ugh, I was like trying so hard not to throw up because it tasted disgusting yeah so I had to grab the thing that was, like, closest to me to wipe off my face, yeah. which was, like, a sock from a laundry basket. They were, it was clean, luckily, but... Ugh. Hi! So, you're as loud as I am on mine. I don't know. Are you... Talk? Talk, 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 talk. No, you're... You're not as loud as me. What are you set at? Um, I'm all the way up in audacity. So am I. I don't know. Turn us down. Why are you not going down? 
Oh, right there you were just as loud. Oh, I just got louder. Oh, okay. Okay. I just need to make sure I'm actually facing my mic. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you need to turn it a little bit towards your mouth. Bah. No. Of, no? No. Huh. Me? That did absolutely nothing. Huh. Weird. I wish there was a way to know... How loud the mics were? Yeah. Yeah. My oregano died. Oh. I don't know why, though. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna put it outside and wait till next year. It'll bounce back. <coughs> I think. Probably. I think it's just root bound, so I need to put it in something new. But the thing it's it's in is already so big. Yeah. That it won't be able to fit in my room. So. Well. That's that's definitely a problem. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, I don't, I don't know. I really don't. Does it sound different at all? Um. No. Ow. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> we just gotta shift that back a teensy bit. I think I'm also getting sick. Yeah. Because my throat's been really scratchy the past two days, and I'm just feeling, like, really tired. Yeah, well, I'm always tired. Yeah, same, but more of, like, a tired, achy, bleh. I almost always feel that, too. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Your life is awesome. Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> no, uh, it, um, it started for me, scratchy throat. So, shit. Yeah. My uncle and aunt had to cancel, um, like we normally get together on Christmas Eve, and they had to cancel because my uncle was sick and he had a fever. Water. I heard the water going through the wall. They are in the walls. Oh my god. Melody and Mac had to, had to ask Noah to stop saying creepy things. Uh-huh. Because he loves to, like, creep people out. Like, he'll go up to... He went up to Melody one time and said, We are legion. Now, where did he learn that? I don't know. And Because so, legion is a demon. And then he says, I love blood. Okay, vampire. Yeah, he just really loves to creep people out. Weirdo. But they had to stop. They had to tell him to stop because they went over to his, um, birth dad's house and, um, he said something like, I love blood or something <laughs> like that. And his wife was like, what? What? So funny. It was great. <sighs> okay. Now you look a little bit lower. I lowered it. Oh. It doesn't sound different to me. 
Maybe yeah, it'll you s- sound pretty loud to me, but yeah. on here, you're not as loud as me. Well, no, there you were definitely the same. Same as me. <laughs> I was also trying to be louder. Oh. Maybe. Okay. Well, I can always mess with it later. Yeah. Do you have anything to report? It's been like two weeks. I have nothing to report other than the after holidays crud. Yeah. Rachel's sick. I I woke up and I couldn't talk this morning, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So you should have seen me trying to yell at Crystal because she was knocking shit off my dresser. Stop, no. Stop, no. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah. What about you? Um. Mm, I mean, pretty much the same as usual. Just been busier. And Christmas. Yeah, all the Christmas stuff and after Christmas stuff and. Ugh. I have not even done after Christmas shopping yet. No, dude, I can't. Like, I feel like half my savings are gone. Hey, I got paid yesterday. Good. Yeah, I got paid Thursday, and I was like, that's great. I I needed yeah. this really badly. Yeah, except, unfortunately, that's probably going to go to a phone for me. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, getting really sick of my phone lagging. I need a new bed. My back has been hurting yeah. nonstop. Like, it hurts so bad, I almost started crying last night while I was trying to sleep. I'll send you the link to my mattress topper. Okay. It's better than getting in a new bed. I need a new bed, though. Well... It's really old. I mean, my bed is really old. Have you seen my bed? It's under the topper. (laughs) There's, like, no stuffing left. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel like mine is just springs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, like, all of that Mm. is topper. Oh, okay. So... Please stop. What are you looking at? My mic, it looked like the, uh, it, it was, like, moving for some reason. Uh, it's because every time you move, the chair moves the dresser. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll try not to. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's fine if you do. Well, I'm just trying to stay facing this way. And not have my neck hurt. Yeah. I know what you mean. Okay. Intro, outro. Intro, what? I gotta pull it. Social thanks. Uh, Crystal. Come here. Do you want a treat? I want to give, um... The vet gave me these pills for Gaius that are supposed to help his paws. Yeah. And, um, I think it's just, like, an antibiotic, I think. I don't remember. But, um, you're supposed... I... It's like you're supposed to make sure they have food with it. Mm-hmm. And Gaius hates pills, so I've had to, like, crush it up <coughs> and put it in wet cat food. Mm-hmm. Which is very hard to do. 
when, and, like, I have to put him in a room by himself so he can eat it so nobody else will eat it. Yeah. And it's very hard to do when you have two other cats and a dog. Yes. Yes, it is. Trust so. me, I know. With this old lady here. Well, I had some in, like, it was left over from the day before, so I, like, took it out of a bag, like, I opened the little baggie, and as soon as I did, Arthur came running from up, from downstairs. He just knew what it was, and I don't know how. He knew you had yummy food. And then, well, once he came running, then Merlin did, too, and then Cora did. So everyone but the cat who eats it. Oh, no, he came after Cora did. He was like, why is everybody running? <laughs> I'm like, you fat little fucking cat. You're adorable, but you're dumb. Hi, baby. Intro. Hey, I'm Rachel. I can't talk. And I'm Grace. I'm tired. Welcome to the podcast. We are Miss and Miss Fortunes. It's a paranormal and true crime podcast. I don't know why I said (laughs) (laughs) And each week we pick somewhere in the world and base our stories on that place. And or surrounding areas. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. So, today, today, we are... (laughs) Uh, I need more cup drop. I want more coffee. <laughs> she thinks I have her treats. <clears throat> Sometimes when my cats come after me because they think that I have something they would want, I just like put it in their face. Because like if I have some wine or something, they'll like sniff it and they'll back away really quickly. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah, I need to go to the immediate care after we finish. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Mom's got to go to tomorrow because she's been having so much, like, um, post-nasal drip that she's been getting up and, wake- and like, throwing up every morning. Oh. It's been, like, a week and a half. Yeah. I'm like, why haven't you gone already? Because it's expensive. Yeah, so that's where she's, like, I'm not going to go to the immediate care. I'm just going to go, like set a doctor's appointment and go, because I think it's only, like, a $20 copay. Well, at Kroger's, it's only a $20 copay. We can't go to a little clinic anymore, because it doesn't cover, our insurance doesn't cover anymore. That's dumb. What doctor do you all use? Um, I know they used to use the, um, Kentucky One Primary Care, uh, I think they still do. That's where Dr. Offit was. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about that? Was that the one who told Melody? Yeah, that's the one who told Melody that she was just having pain um, because she was holding Noah on her hip mm-hmm. when she actually needed dialysis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, she, um, so we work at a credentialing company. And none of this can really go on here. Yeah. But, um, and Crystal. <laughs> she got him and found out he had three, no, three to five malpractice cases against him in the past, like, five years. Oh, well, that's nice. 
Yeah, and like two or three of them resulted in death. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I should let her out. I might have to take off these earrings. Yeah, it's not good to wear earrings when you're um that wearing headphones. Yeah, yeah. I tried to make my headphones stick to the thingy. It didn't work. I'm coming. Go, you beast. Also, you have history. What? I said also you have history. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I almost forgot it. I did my history this morning. Yeah. Um, alright, today we're in... Hold on. Waikesha, Wisconsin. Where is... Uh, how do you say that? Is uh, that I Waikesha? have no <clears throat> How to pronounce... We catch up. We We got. Oh, jeez. Wakesha. Wakesh. There are going to be a lot of names in here um, that I don't know how to pronounce. Okay. Um. We're going to wing it. Okay. All right. So, Waukesha, Wisconsin. 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 <laughs> um, all right. So, the origin of the name of the city was actually um, not what people think it is. Mm. Um, people believe that the name came from the Algonquin word meaning fox or little foxes, Aww. but it's actually a, um, like just a whitewashed version of the. What are you doing? Sorry, I need chapstick. Oh. That is really loud. What? It's really loud on the new mics. Oh, what is? Oh, yeah, I know. You can hear, like, everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. I can hear the air, and there's nothing happening. <laughs> That's why I said. I could hear the water. Yeah. Um. Maybe that just means that we have to turn our recording volume down in Audacity. No, because if I do that, I won't be able to hear myself. Oh. Okay. Our... I do. I hear the air. Yeah. Oh, gee, boy. Okay. Oh, gee, boy. Yeah. Um, well, Kesha is actually an Angelus. I can't say that word. It's a Angel in Angles. It's a whitewashed version of the Ojibwe name Wagoshag, or the Potawatomi name Waucha, if I'm saying that right. Waucha. Probably not. Um, 
he was the leader of the local tribe at the time of the first European settlement in the area. Okay. The city of Wakesha, originally known as the Prairie Village, was first home to resident Indian tribes like the... Shit. S-A-U-K. S-A-U-K? Yeah. Salk. Salk. Sake? Salk? Salk. Okay. Okay, um, was first the home to resident Indian tribes like Sauk, Menomone, Winnebago, and Potawatomi. Windigo. No, Winnebago. 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 Okay, Winnebago. Winnebago. It's not a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> um, these tribes' ancestors left behind a bunch of mounds of earth. Early pioneers reported 11 groupings of 55 mounds. Wow. Um, a number of the mounds were in the shapes of cones or, like, just lines, mm-hmm. and others were in the shapes of birds and reptiles. And some of them, not all of them, were used for burials. I was going to say, are we still in the history? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where else would we be? <laughs> the, I don't know, the because the mounds in the shapes of animals... There's several things on the travel channel saying that these are aliens. aliens? Yeah. <sighs> I have an issue with that because I feel like anytime people say like, oh, it's aliens, it's just they think that indigenous cultures couldn't create something that cool. Yeah. But aliens. Aliens. Um, <laughs> Prior to the 1830s, settlers didn't visit the area much due to its inland location and because of the fact that Fox River wasn't a water highway. The only ooh. reason... Huh? I said, ooh, oh. water highway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> the only reason European settlers came to the area to set up uh, was to set up fur trading posts between their new encampments and big cities that were already established, like Milwaukee. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mill walking. The first permanent white settlers were Morris D. Cutler and Alonzo Cutler. They arrived in 1834 seeking claims for homesteads. In 1836, the Federal Army removed the local Indian tribes when they lost the title to the land. And once they were removed, southeast Wisconsin settlements grew quickly. All right. So the first supplier to the area was Solomon Juneau from Milwaukee. His store allowed settled settled families to buy what they needed to survive, and the first permanent general store followed um, all of that in 1839. Yes. Wow. Industry didn't come until the year before in 1838 when a sawmill was constructed along the Fox River um, to supply limber for community building projects. In 1839, the flour mill for a city mill opened and featured the only smutter in the territory. It's a device to clean grain. Ah. Yeah. Uh, The first local newspaper called the American Freeman printed its first edition in 1884, 
and the first hardware store opened in 1847. The first manufacturing did you hear? Okay. The first manufacturing plant opened in 1845, and the Hickory Grove Brewery opened in the 1850s. The Waukesha County Bank was established in 1855, and during the last quarter of the 19th century, the area grained. Grained. <laughs> the area gained notoriety as a resort area because of a man named Colonel Richard Dunbar. Yeah, Dunbar. Huh? Yay, Dunbar. Dunbar. Good for you, bud. Um, he suffered from diabetes and actually discovered the healing effects of local spring water. He spent the last ten years of his life believing and promoting that Waukesha spring water could cure sickness. Mm. The town was nicknamed Spring City or and Saratoga of the West. Saratoga of the West. Yeah. <laughs> Over time, Waukesha grew, and it's now the, lar- the seventh largest city in Wisconsin, with more than 70,000 residents. And there are many parks, museums to visit, and there's restored architecture in the downtown district. Ooh. And that's my history. Yay, history. Yay. I think my history is shorter. That was the shortest I could do. That was just like, there it is. Yeah, I don't know why the past two that I've done, the history's really short. I should mention that I got that history from visitwakesha.org and Wikipedia. Yes. I didn't have to say the sources in bold red on that one. (laughs) You might want to fix that for the other story. No, I've got it on my story. Oh, okay. I just don't have it on my history. Okay, good. I'm just dying a little. Yeah. So, what's your story today, Rachel? (laughs) She's not out here, so I'm stuffing that back in there. Ah, I'm attached. So, my story today is the Slender Man stabbing. Oh, wow. I actually at first thought it was a, the Slender Man murder. Thankfully, yeah, that's what people it's call not. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah. So, my sources are fandom.com, a crime fault video documentary on YouTube, which is why it took me so long to do this one. Oh, yeah. Because I had to watch the full video. Uh, Creepy Pasta. Of course. Wikipedia. Newsweek.com, NewYorkTimes.com, FoxNews.com, and ABCNewsGo.com. I think you have almost as many sources as I do. Yeah. I could have done more, but there's, yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I want to apologize for how many times I'm going to cough or, ke- or clear my throat. <laughs> I'll, I can just always pause you and we'll just cut it out. Yeah. You'll just have to learn to recognize the way your coughs look. Oh, I already know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already know. Okay, so first of all, I want to preface this with I used to hate Slender Man. Oh, like, yeah. Like, with a passion. It just, something without a face, it just, it really creeps me out. So, you know that, that game, the Slender Man game? Uh, no. No. Okay. Um. There's this game where like you like go through the forest and there'd be all these like 
papers like that looked like they were like ripped out of notebooks and they had like things like written on them like help and yeah. he's coming or whatever. Well, I used to watch videos with Krista all the time with that and one day when she wasn't home I went over to her house and her sister let me in and I made a bunch of books and I put them all over her room and in the hallway leading to her room from the door from the front door it was one of the best things ever. Krista I'm so sorry. Oh she loved it. She knows she (laughs) loved it. Well and it's okay and it's not just that and it's not just the face this body's so disproportional. I know. It's like, it's not right. It, no. It's a little tiny head, super tall. <laughs> really? Tiny head. If he had no arms, that'd be just funny. But yeah. it, it'd be funny if he had no arms. No, he's got these giant freaking arms and yeah. fingers and tendrils. I mean, tendrils. it might help you to think of it as like one of the uh, like floppy <laughs> like car lot. Um, the inflatable. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, my 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 hatred for him was really only based on obviously pictures I'd seen, the stories that yeah. you heard in high school, the stupid game. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, I can't remember all the stories anyway. But this episode just kind of made me realize that the original Slender Man. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I didn't drink coffee until that first time. I just got rainwater all over myself. <laughs> oh, yes. And you needed the rainwater. It's going to make me sick. I'm already well, sick. You're already sick, yeah. Um, the original Slender Man, Slender Man is much more realistic and also doesn't scare me as much. You think? Uh-huh. Because the original Slender Man, he was just, he was just creepy. Yeah. The contemporary Slender Man is the, he's the one that I I hate. He's the (laughs) one that is the reason for this story. Yeah. So, for those of you don't who don't know, Slender Man is sort of a cryptid, but really he's just a creepy pasta story. He was created in the Something Awful Forum for a Photoshop paranormal image contest. It was then later expanded with a little bit of fan fiction stories and art. <coughs> wow, I sound horrible today. In the... Cr- Contemporaries. I told you this is gonna be rough. Okay, it's fine. So I'm glad we're only doing two. I got all day, and um, it's gonna get me out of Christmas. So. Out of Christmas. We're supposed to be uh, doing Christmas with my aunt and uncle today. Since we couldn't on Christmas Eve. Gotcha. Well, okay. If you'd rather be here with me being sick. Is this the first episode of the year? Yes. Oh, okay. Welcome back. The first of the year. I'm sick. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Starting off the year right. Yep. Yep, we are. Um, Okay. 
In the contemporary story, which has a, obviously a lot to do with today's episode, mm-hmm. Slenderman is tall, thin, has no face, and sometimes has tendrils growing out of its back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the tendrils. <laughs> I don't like them. Um, he takes control of his victims and often uses proxies. A proxy is a term for those who serve him. They are entities or people who are supposedly under his control or, or influence and act based on what he wants and needs. So. Creepy. Very creepy. On to the actual story now. I should have looked up how to say your name. Whatever. No, <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Yeah. That's actually why people think that he's a topa. Yeah. Well, and then the whole people thinking that he's a rake, too. That's apparently a topa, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'll go into it. I'll go into it. I mean, I'm not that into it. Just cut that. Okay. And then act surprised later. Yeah, I will act surprised later. Lightner. Lightner. I would have never guessed that's how you say it. Lightner? Lightner. How's it spelled? L-E-U-T-N-E-R. Lightner. I would say Lautner. I know. That's what I was going to say. It's it's Taylor Lautner, guys. (laughs) Okay. So, Peyton Lautner. Peyton Lautner, Morgan Geiser, and Anissa Wire were 12-year-old friends and classmates. On the night of May 30th, 2014, Morgan... Why? <laughs> that was really prime time for creepy pasta, you know. Oh yeah, 2014. It was great. It well, not great. It was horrible. That was an awful year. Uh, okay. I don't know why I ended the sentence there. <laughs> I'm going to shift this down. Oh shoot. Uh, uh, nope. I went to Thornton's to get a cup of coffee, and I got a, like, bacon, egg, and cheese burrito, and forgot to tell them I wanted gas, so I went out there and then started putting gas in my car, and I was like, they probably think I'm an idiot, because <laughs> I immediately went to my car and then was like, okay, let me get gas, instead of just being like, hey, I want 20 on 11. I mean, I do that. I forget. I do that. I do it all the time. Okay. Morgan and Peyton had been friends since the fourth grade. You know, kind of like us. Oh. Are we going to murder somebody? No. Right, right. Uh, (laughs) Morgan and Nessa had only known each other since the beginning of sixth grade. The three girls had planned a sleepover in order to celebrate Morgan's 12th birthday. 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 She was birthed. <laughs> Morgan's 12th birthday on the night of May 30th, 2014. I think I really think you should say it as a, to celebrate her vaginal liberation day. 
No. Birthday. No. <laughs> <laughs> they did... They did the typical preteen sleepover birthday thing. You know, they went skating at a local roller rink, which I didn't think yeah. was a thing in 2014. <laughs> like, what was I even doing in 2014? We were freshmen. No, we weren't. We had already graduated. Oh, shit. Yeah, we already graduated. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> we graduated two years <laughs> before that, Rachel. I was thinking 2009. Okay. Duh. Sorry. Ignore me. Uh, we were working. You yeah. were at H&M? No. Was like no, Forever, Forever 21. Forever 21, yeah. Yeah. God. What a life. I've been where I am now. Yeah. <laughs> I've not changed. You've gotten promoted. I Yeah, I've gotten promoted. Making them bigger <coughs> bucks. I'm going to keep this out. Honestly, yeah. I kind of hate it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for reasons we will discuss later. Uh... They even enjoyed some frozen yogurt for her birthday. Fun, fun. I've never gone to a frozen yogurt place before. Really? I've only ever had ice cream. Okay. I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't think I should really have it either. Yeah, you really shouldn't. <laughs> they have gelato, though. I've had gelato. I'm, I mean, not at, like, a gelato place. No, we did. Yeah. We did. We had gelato. Was it? No, we had ice cream. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, Florida. That was ice cream, right? Yeah, that was ice cream, but they had gelato. Oh, yeah. <coughs> anyway. Uh, anywho. Let's cut all um, this. Yeah. However, the birthday party quickly... Quickly. Quickly. The birthday party quickly came to an end, and Morgan was ready to go to bed. This seemed super weird to Peyton, because at all of their past sleepovers, Morgan had wanted to stay up late, because she wasn't allowed to do that at home. Right. Ah, uh, being 12 years old and having a bedtime. Oh my god, you remember that one time I stayed up? It was your birthday so party. Late. I stayed up literally all night. All night. I never went to sleep. Everybody, I don't even know what I did. I was by myself. <laughs> probably rooting. Oh, probably, but I was so sick that I had to have your mom take me home, Yeah, I will never do it again. I remember that. Like, I remember what that. What the fuck was I thinking? I don't know. I thought it was going to be so cool. I was like, I get to, s- I'm going to stay up all night. They're going to be like, wow, you did that. No, just go to sleep. You need that sleep. You needed the sleep. <coughs> anyway. The three girls went to sleep, and upon waking up the next morning, Peyton found that her two friends had already gone downstairs and were playing on the computer. Hmm. This, I mean, I'm really feeling the nostalgia Yeah. with with all of these details. Yeah, I feel like I've been transported <laughs> back to middle school. Like, you've got the computer room, you've got oh, bedtime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, <clears throat> you've got not being able to do something with parental. Feel my skin. Ooh, it's so soft. This is Trader Joe's moisturizer. <laughs> okay, sorry. Just simply promote Trader's Joe. Trader's Joe. <laughs> Trader's Joe. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Uh. When Peyton joined the other two girls downstairs, 
they enjoyed some donuts, and Morgan suggested going to the park. Well, going to the park without supervision wasn't usually allowed because it was her birthday, and it was a group of them, Morgan's mom allowed it. What started out as a simple walk turned into a game of what Peyton thought was hide-and-seek. Mm. Anissa instructed Peyton to lay on the ground and cover herself in leaves, dirt, and sticks in order to hide. There was also the conflicting story that she was pushed to the ground. Mm. It, I couldn't really get any, any real confirmation. Confirmation, yeah. yeah. Like, her story and the girl's stories didn't match. While she was on the ground, Anissa sat on Peyton, supposedly thinking that Morgan would stab their friend. Stabbed. Supposedly thinking that Morgan would stab their friend with a knife that the two had brought from her home. When Peyton began screaming and complaining about not being able to breathe, Anissa got up off of her, and Morgan gave Anissa the knife. Oh. However, apparently Anissa felt too squeamish, so she gave the knife back to Morgan, at which point Morgan stated, I'm not going to until you tell me to. Referring to stabbing Peyton. Right. Jeez. Anissa then said, Go berserk. Do what you have to do. Peyton was stabbed 19 times. Jesus. Her liver was pierced, her pancreas, her stomach, and an artery near her heart was just narrowly missed. Like the size of a a needle. That close. Um, and obviously she she had cuts all over her right. arms, legs. I mean, it was it was gruesome. Anissa then told Peyton that she should lay down on the ground so that she wouldn't lose blood too quickly, uh, and that they would go to get help for her. Why? Rather than getting help, however, the two girls, Morgan and Anissa fled the scene in hopes that Peyton would bleed out and die. After the stabbing, Peyton felt she couldn't believe that the two girls were going to get help for her, so she pulled herself up, using the trees for support, and walked until she found a patch of grass out in the open. It was there that a bicyclist found her and proceeded to call 911. Morgan and Issa were found four hours later, near Interstate 94, with a knife that they used to stab her, still in their bag. Wow. They were taken into police custody and questioned. (laughs) (laughs) Upon Peyton's arrival to the hospital, she was admitted to the emergency... To the emergency. She was admitted to emergency surgery. She woke up from the surgery six hours later and was luckily released from the hospital only after a week. Oh, wow. When questioned by police, Anissa said that she went along with the stabbing in order to prove Slender Man's existence. In Anissa's police interview, she claims that it was all Morgan's idea so that they could become proxies. Hmm. 
She states that they believed that they had to kill in order to see and meet him. She claims that the logic behind wanting to believe that that Slender Man is real is because a similar creepypasta, Jeff the Killer, is supposedly known to exist, which I did look up. I wasn't able to find... Very much, yeah. Any. I mean, no truth. There is one... um, like, newspaper clipping. Mm-hmm. But those can be so easily faked. Yeah. Um, uh, where am I? Uh, but because he's apparently real, then, of course, Slenderman has to be real. You know, that's their mindset. Mm. So, it's apparently... So weird. Very, very weird. Apparently, while... More... Ooh. <laughs> Apparently, while Morgan and Anissa were walking away from the brutal stabbing they just committed, the girls saw Slender Man out of the corners of their eyes. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> they then proceeded to walk until they got to a Walmart supercenter, at which point the girls tried to clean themselves up and refill their water bottles. You know what I'm going to do after a committer? You need to stay hydrated, you know? You have got to stay hydrated. You know, it's... yeah. Murder just takes a lot out of you. (laughs) Jesus. They then left and were trying to make their way to Slender Man's mansion. What? Slender Man's mansion is... Oh, yeah. Sorry, go. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, Slender Man's mansion... Is apparently this thing where Slenderman has this giant house and all of the creepy pastas live here with him. Yeah, isn't it supposed to be like in the middle of the woods or something? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll get into it. Ugh. Uh, uh, speaking of, he Morgan had supposedly found out that Slenderman lived in a mansion in the middle of Nicolette National Forest. Sure, sure yeah. he did. Yeah. Uh, Anissa's police interview, by the way, is kind of believable. Oh. Like, she's sniffling and tearing up and hyperventilating a little bit. Uh. Like, unless she's really good at acting, it's kind of believable. Which, honestly, if you're a psychopath, not hard. Yeah. Well, Morgan's, on the other hand, she shows no emotions whatsoever. Like, none. She's very monotone, and it's honestly kind of scary. And they're like 12? They're 12. Shit. Yeah. In Morgan's police interview on the video that I found, she says, I'm in here because we were careless. I knew this would happen. I knew we'd get in trouble. Yeah. Then why the fuck she do it, bud? Because she's a psychopath. I don't know. Uh, I mean, she's talking like an adult. She says that she wanted to be locked up because she didn't want to hurt Peyton. What? Then she conflicted herself a little bit, saying that the plan to kill Peyton was flawless. Flawless? Flawless. Where the fuck were you? That was not flawless. The plan was flawless, but you got caught. Um, 
she also said that people who trust you become gullible. Yeah. I mean, watching her interview made me very uncomfortable. Listening to her, I mean, you can you can tell that even at 12, she needed some sort of guidance. Yeah. Almost, I mean, it's like she doesn't know right from wrong. Which is insane. Yeah. Oh, which is completely insane. Because in, you know, the interview that they have with her parents. Yeah. Her parents are like, she knew this was wrong. But then they also go into, well, she doesn't really have empathy. Because apparently, as a kid, she was watching Bambi with her mom. And when her mom was a little, you know, scared. Yeah. To watch it with her because she was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna react so bad to Bambi's yeah. mom dying. Right. No. Uh, Morgan showed no emotion to Bambi's mom dying and apparently just, set, just kept saying, go Bambi, run, get away, run, Bambi. What the fuck? Yeah, which, you know, great. She's telling Bambi to get away, but no emotion to Bambi's mother dying. Like, everyone. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I mean, yeah, everyone no, I hate, that I, I know. I hate watching Bambi, because I'm like, I don't want to fucking cry. I know! Like, they showed they showed the clip in the documentary, and I'm sitting here, and I'm tearing up. Yeah. And it, I mean, ugh. Anyway, back on topic. Both Morgan and Anissa were charged in adult court, rather than juvenile court, because of the severity of the crime. Yeah. They were both charged with first-degree attempted intentional homicide. Anissa pled guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide. 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 <laughs> second-degree homicide. But the jury found her... Is it a car? Sheridan. But the jury found her not guilty by mental disease or defect in 2017. No, Anissa. Oh, really? Yeah. Then in 2018, she accepted a plea offer in which she would not have to go to trial, but would be evaluated by a psychiatrist to determine how long she should be placed in a mental hospital. Yeah. She was convicted, but found, again, was found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. Anissa was then sentenced to 25 years to life, with at least three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric psychiatric institute. Jesus. Yeah. And um, watching the court hearing for her, I mean, she was very well versed, mm-hmm. um, and she apolog- apologized several times to Peyton. And you know, I know they coach you through what to say. Yeah. But it was actually to me seemed like kind kind of creepy. Sincere. Well, no, it seemed really creepy. Creepy. Yeah, really Anissa's? creepy. Anissa, because she went from being so distraught over it 
Um. at 12. And then at 17, it seemed like she didn't care. At that point, she probably didn't. She'd been probably mad at her because she didn't. She got <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oop. Don't fall. Um. Yeah, but I mean, it was creepy to me, but also because if you go and look at Morgan's, mm-hmm. she is bawling. Like, Morgan went from the being cold, stone-faced, monotone, nothing, to at the trial, she's crying so hard she can't even talk. Weird. Very weird. Uh, Morgan pled guilty in 2017 to attempted first-degree intentional homicide. Both her lawyers and doctors said that when the crime was committed, she was delusional as a result of schizophrenia, and psychotic spectrum disorder. Oh, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that one either. I really didn't look into it. Yeah. Um, but her father had also been diagnosed with schizophrenia as a teenager. Oh. So her lawyers argued for a shorter sentence. I feel like 12 is very early. Well, her father got it as a teenager. And you got to think 12 is... Roughly the time, for girls at least, hormones. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it didn't happen until, like, close to your 20s, but... Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean... You know, things yeah. happen at any age. Weird. Uh, her doctors and lawyers argued for a shorter sentence in a less restricted... In a less restrictive facility... However, as of September 2018, one doctor noted that she had still been hearing voices. Oh. Uh, so, obviously, this is still going on. She was sentenced to 40 years to life with involuntary treatment in the state, psych, in the state psychiatric institute until the complete resolution of her symptoms or until the age of 53, whichever yeah. came first. Like, she's, this year, 18. They're all 18 this year. So she's going to be in there until she's 53? At least. Damn. (coughs) Morgan is currently eligible to petition the court for release from the mental institution. However, she probably won't because she, I mean, she knows she needs it. Yeah. Uh, You'll be happy to know. Peyton made a full recovery. She obviously had some trust issues for a while, and to be honest, probably will for a very long time. Um, But she says that she is kind of grateful for the life that she has now because of everything that she went through. Sorry, I'm itching. She said, I have a plan. I didn't have a plan when I was 12, And now I do because of everything that I went through. She is now a senior in high school and will attend college in fall of 2020. Pursuing the medical field because of, you know, everything that happened to her. And personally, I'm glad that she is healing. So that's my story for this week. You know, happy ending. Yeah, I can't imagine being stabbed 19 times and being like... Yeah. Really? 
I mean, she's she's a trooper. <coughs> okay, that's my story. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, going into mine. Um. So, Slender Man. Slender Man. Um, a lot of people say Slender Man is a tulpa, and that in uh, your story especially that the girls both thought about him so much that yeah. they manifested him into something they believed that they could actually see. Yeah. And um, so I decided I was just going to do tulpas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's um, learn me some tulpas. I'm right, taking so, a drink. My sources are howtolucid.com, pubs.scipub.com, psychology today, wikipedia, tulpa.fandom.com, tulpa.io, and reddit. (coughs) I'm sorry, lucid? How to lucid. How to lucid. Yes. How to lucid. Okay, so, tulpas, um... I had a very specific idea of what I thought a tulpa was. Um, yeah. It is not very much like what I thought. Okay. Because, like, you know, you think of tulpas as, like, being demons or, like, manifested energy that yeah. goes wrong. I was going to say, I knew tulpas as manifested. Yes. Yeah. So, the concept of tulpa stems from Tibetan Buddhism, where the word tulpa originates. It's, um, I forgot to write it down, but it's, um, like, tulka or something similar. Um, maybe I did write it down somewhere. I don't know. It basically means to build, create, or construct. Alternate meanings are, like, manifestation or emanation. Yeah. It's, um... It was a practice through which monks would create tulpas to overcome attachments, like phobias or desires. Yeah. The monks would create entities, sometimes formless or in the shape of an animal, which would represent something from the monk's mind. So, like, if a monk had a fear of spiders, then the tulpa would, like, go up to the spider with no fear and show that, you know, there's nothing to fear or demonstrate how pointless the fear was. Okay. uh, Or alternately, the tulpa might have spoken or expressed, like, how they thought or felt about spiders, how they didn't think it was a big deal, you know, like that. Um, In either case, the monks would meditate on the experience and the tulpas would disappear once their purpose was served. So, uh, over time, the ideas of tulpas have changed. Um... In the 25th century, uh, the concepts of Nermita, Tolku, Spropa, which were the original names of what were like the, these called so-called emanation bodies. Yeah, um, hold on. <coughs> I'm sorry. You're good. They, um, they were adapted into the concept of tulpa or thought form. So the easiest way to explain what a tulpa is nowadays would be kind of like um, saying it's an, a manifested imaginary friend. So the oh. difference is that kids can summon their imaginary friends and they can usually control them. 
Yeah. Um, and kids, you know, know they aren't real most of the time. Uh, or you can think about it how, like, writers create characters. Mm-hmm. Except they're not written down. So, like, you build them, you you think about who they are, how they act, stuff like yeah. that. Um, and they're said to... What was that? One of the parents. Okay. Or um, Sheridan. So they're said to be able to think, have their own free will, emotions, memories, um, and that it's not known if they're truly sentient, but most people who believe in them consider them to be. I found, um, (laughs) I found a guide on how to create a tulpa. Oh. Um. We're not doing that. I found a, I I really, really fell down a, a rabbit hole. There is a uh, group of people who call themselves tulpamancers. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. people, yeah, they're people who create tulpas, which is a process called tulpa forming. Mm. Uh, they have a whole community, and there was a lot to read on Reddit. Um, I even so like how you make them. Um, most of this that I'm writing is about like this community and how like you make a tulpa and how you get rid of a tulpa and yeah. It's very weird. Um, <laughs> this is taking a while. So <coughs> get me another. Get one of those light up signs. Recording in process. Yeah. Just get a soundproof room. I went. That to, was too um, lit. <laughs> I, uh, when I went to my grandpa's for Christmas, I drove past some, uh, uh, this Amish, um, store? Uh, yeah, like, um, where they were selling, like, those sheds they make. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so it looked really cool. The Goats is an Amish, Amish bill. Yeah. yeah. It just made me think about it, so I was like... Mm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, Alright, so from what I read, the more energy and focus you put into creating Tulpa, the more independent and powerful it'll become. Supposedly you can create one that can think, give you advice, help you through your life, and it lives in your head. Just like I thought that did. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Also, uh, in order to save you some energy, so you're not having to, like, consistency, consistency, consistently, (laughs) like, think of them and, like, how they would react, what they do, and stuff like that, you can create a home in your head for them so that they can disappear. Um, Well, that's nice. I know. But you can never finish a tulpa, since it's, it sort of Ever-changing? Yeah. It's, like, constantly evolving, like, people. Yeah. Um, and, where'd I go? They don't always have to be people, like with the monks, some are animals, some are objects, and some just don't have a real form. Yeah. Um, and you have to plan out what they look like, how they act, what they like and dislike, like if you're writing a story. All basically. hail the glow, glow cloud. All hail the glow <laughs> cloud. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, also- that's what I thought when you said some don't have forms. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Sure, I'm sure there's somebody out there whose tulpa is a glow cloud. 
Um, you also have to consider why you're creating them. Like, are you looking for a companionship, a life advisor, a guide? Um, and towards the beginning, you have to imagine how they would react to a situation. But, like, the more you practice, the more it's supposed to just be, like, talking to someone that's, like, right next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they're thinking and acting on their own. And they say you have to practice just sort of keeping your tulpa in the background. And just, like, in your mind, like, imagine whatever you're doing, that they're just there and, like, they're making comments on what you do. Yeah. And, um... Um, and then when you think it's, when you think it's ready, you're supposed to let it show you something to prove it's real. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't like that. No, but none of what I read was like it interacting with the physical world or anything. Yeah. It was all just like, let it do something on its own. Like you don't think about it. It just does it. Like, it'll show you its home, or it'll show you that it can change itself, or something like yeah. that. I don't like that. I know. At all. I know. Um, some parts of the Tulpa's developments get really interesting. Okay. So, like I said, they start acting on their own. Um, that's expected, but... Um, the tulpa could alter its form somehow, like I said. Like, they can change their appearance, they... I don't even know, dude. It's weird. Um, and often they gain a voice to express themselves to the host. Okay. So it's like, they can talk to you, like, I guess just in your mind, but like, they're verbally telling you things. Well, that's creepy. Yeah. So like... Imaginary friend on steroids. Kinda, yeah. Okay. Um, on top of that, there's what's called imposition, um, which is the degree to which a tulpa can be perceived by the host's physical senses. Ooh. Most often, if they can be seen by the host. So, a lot of what I read was like people saying that they can visualize their tulpa, but not always. Yeah. So, it's like... If you can see them, basically. Also, I read something about, like, how, um... If... Like, they can't really, like, touch you, touch you. But some people feel like they kind of can. Like, it creates a sensation. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, an actual, like... Like, if I was grabbing your arm. Yeah. But uh, there is a lot to read. Um, <laughs> and this is the part where I was like, so this isn't demonic some are able to take possession of the hosts and oh. control at least part of the host's body no Mm-mm. Nope. and then there's switching which is when a tulpa switches consciousness with the hosts for total control of the host body I feel like this is a way to explain multiple personality disorders so, it's like, yes and no, but it you have to, like, build up to this. Okay. It's not like a, um, it's not, I get into it later. Okay. <laughs> um, but a lot of this kind of explains, like, how, you know, the, um, Slender Man has, what are they called? 
The tendrils? No, the, um... Proxies. Proxies, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that, how he can, like, take control of people's bodies or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of that... Original yeah. Slender Man cannot. Right. That's why I said original, less creepy. <laughs> so, most of my research suggests that uh, tulpas aren't dangerous to other people. Like, you know, like in Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, but to you, the person creating them, they can be. So, basically, you're talking to yourself and doing it to the point where you can't tell the difference between talking to yourself and another person. Mm-hmm. Um, which can be super dangerous in the sense that, like, if you do it long enough, the lines become blurred. And you can't really tell. Sometimes you can't tell what's real anymore. Um, so, like, if you... if Anyone out there wants to try making a tulpa? Please I don't. Yes, don't. Um, yeah. Please don't. Um, and if you do, be Sorry. very careful and try to remember, like, it's in your head. Yeah. Because um, all the scary stories you hear about tulpas are the ones where they become so enveloped in their tulpa that they say that the tulpa told them to harm themselves or mm. others. Um, and that's where it gets a bit dangerous and it's hard to determine whether the tulpa is actually a real thing inside their heads that wanted to harm them, or if the person's just lost touch with reality. Yeah. So, a common thing you hear is that you never really know whether you're creating a tulpa, or if a tulpa is a real thing that you're just inviting into your head to interact with you. Okay. Which is why, you know how you hear about um, people saying that it's demonic possession? Yeah. Some people think that it's you opening yourself up to demons who can enter your body. Yeah. And then when it comes to, like, possession or switching, that's actually just a demon taking possession of your body. Of your body. Okay. It's super weird. But, um, for most of the people in the community of Tulpamancers... They don't associate tulpas with the supernatural. It's just more of a thought experiment. Okay. Um, but when it comes to religion, they definitely see them as, like, evil demons. Well, religion mainly with like, everything is demons. I know, mainly, like, Christianity, obviously. Yeah. Um, religion sees regular spirits as demons. Yeah. So, if you've created a tulpa and you want to get rid of it... The main thing to know is that tulpas love attention. Mm. Yeah. So um, just don't give it attention. Well. Oh. So this part was really, really debated on mm-hmm. what I saw. Some people say if you ignore it, it'll go away. And it might be hard at first, but just keep ignoring them. They'll go away. But a lot of other people say that doing this will cause it to lash out and get worse. Mm-mm. I see both sides. Yes. Um... Uh, but apparently there are easy ways to get rid of a tulpa. One of the main things is to meditate and think about your tulpa and imagine it like there in front of you, but then practice seeing it inside like a white shield of light. Mm-hmm. And when the shield's up, you can't hear it and it can't interact with you. Then you're supposed to like practice that every day and um, like make sure that it can't get through the shield or whatever. And it'll help you remove the bonds between it and you. And it could take a while, obviously. Obviously. Which, honestly, that sounds like... It just sounds like possession to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
So whether or not tulpas are real depends on who you ask. Psychologists who have studied tulpas suggest that it's not a good idea to say that it's a hallucination or not real. Because um, they're completely real to the people who created them. So, like, yes, they're real. Like, very real in that person's head, but they're not real in the sense that you can't see or interact with someone's tulpa. Okay. Yeah. I found a study by Dr. Samuel Vessier. I don't, hope I, said, I don't know if I said that right. It's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, which the results of the study show that over 50% of the people who participated had some sort of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that over 50% of the people who participated... Uh, oh, I just said that. <laughs> um, primarily Asperger's Syndrome, ADD, and General Anxiety Disorder. Okay. Yeah. All of those make sense. Yeah, the study also found that tulpas were reported to cause improvements in mental disorders with 94 of the respondents expressing that tulpamancy had made their condition better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are articles, a lot of articles I found on this, but um, I actually found one about how hearing voices is very taboo in like Western culture, but in a lot of other places, it's not as bad. And in a lot of those other places, the people who have schizophrenia um, hear voices, uh, their voices are nicer and they tell them mm-hmm. stuff like um, to go eat food or go drink um, some water. Yeah, you should probably take a nap. Right, and even even if they say negative things, it's like, hey, go eat, but don't eat too much. Like, and a lot of times it's like, um, like family members that are in their head or like stuff yeah. like that. Um, and like it's not the case for everybody, obviously, but it was a really interesting read. I liked mm-hmm. that. Um. So one example of a tulpa that was created by somebody that went wrong. Okay, take a drink. Yeah. <coughs> um, all right. Alexandra David Neal, a Belgian-French explorer and spiritualist, journey through Tibet, and she stu- studied tulpa creation. Um, she became so interested in the concept that she decided to try to create one. She described tulpas as magic formations generated by a power concentration of thought. She believed that tulpas could develop a mind of its own, and said that once a tulpa is endowed with enough vitality to be capable of playing the part of a real being, it tends to free itself from its maker's control. So a Tibetan occultist, um, say it happens almost like mechanically like a child when its body is completed, ready to live apart from the mother. Yeah. Um, the method involved was just intense concentration and visualization. Um, she said that her tulpa started out as a plump little monk simmered fryer tuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, at first, it was just uh, subjective, but after practice, she was available. <laughs> after practice, she was able to visualize the tulpa like an imaginary ghost going about around her. Um, it, after a while, it became more like visible for her, mm-hmm. and um, like almost indistinguishable from, like, reality. Yeah. Like, it seemed totally real. But Um, also, hold on. 
Why am I picturing Uncle Iroh just sitting there sipping tea <laughs> beside her? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> um, I'd like an Uncle Iroh. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, but eventually the hallucination is what she called it. She called it a self-induced hallucination. Um, slipped from her conscious control, and she discovered that the monk would appear from time to time when she didn't will, will it to. Mm-hmm. On top of that, he was starting to slim down and was becoming more sinister. Oh. Yeah. Um, at that point, she decided things had gone too far and applied different techniques to reabsorb the creature into her mind. Um, he didn't like that. Um, of course not. So it took several weeks and left her really exhausted. She raised the possibility that her experience was just in her mind. She said she might have created her own hallucination, although she claimed that others could see thought forms that she created. Mm. She said that eventually her companions, who were unaware of what she was practicing, began to ask her about the stranger who had turned up in their camp matching her tulpa's description. That's weird. Yeah. Um, So, like I said, other popular suspected tulpas are Slenderman and the Rake... Um, which, if you don't know about the rake, it's really creepy pasta. You should. It's a really creepy pasta. It's really creepy, <laughs> creepy pasta. It scares the shit out of my sister. Yes, I'm calling you out, Mel. Um, they, so they both started off all creepy pasta, and yep. then eventually people said that they started seeing them, mm. and um, which is why people think they're tulpas, because when obviously when you think about something constantly over and over again, and you're afraid of them. Yeah. They just start showing up. Showing up, up. yeah. Okay, um, we're getting towards the end. Okay. So, this is just some extra stuff I found. Um, I really, really went down a huge Reddit rabbit hole. I, like, wow. So... There was this one story I found about a guy who let his tulpa take over his life. <coughs> so it was his friend, like him and his friend had had found out about tulpas around the same time. And um, this guy's friend, he created her and then they became romantic. And it it's a whole thing. And it ruined his life. And led him to drugs and self-harm, and it was bad. And there was another guy... Please, please, do not involve yourself in a romantic relationship with a tulpa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There was another one um, whose tulpa, this guy's tulpa, was verbally abusive to him. Oh. And he couldn't ignore it, and it caused a rift between him and his grandmother. Oh. I did find some stories of people who left their spouses for their tulpas. Oh, Not in a romantic way, but okay. their tulpa helped them realize that they're, uh, they were being emotionally abused. Oh, yeah. well, that's not bad then. Um, a lot of people in the tulpa ministry community are bronies. Like, a lot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, a lot. Okay, okay, we're gonna go past the bronies part. Um... No. <laughs> a lot of tulpas are ponies. And, like, while it's taboo in the community, there are people who create tulpas romantic or sexual relationships. Yeah. Mm. There, there's, um... And it, 
aside from that, there's an inside <laughs> joke about creating a Jackie Chan tulpa to kill... I would kill, love a Jackie Chan. To kill off your bad tulpas. Oh. I, I found the origin of it, and it still makes no sense to me. Like, I don't get it at all. Okay. I don't get it at all. Um, but... Eventually, I had to stop looking into this because I found out about tulpa pregnancies, and I knew I could not continue. I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm, okay, I read tulpa pregnancy, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. We're good here. (coughs) We're good. Okay, but now I need to know about tulpa pregnancies. (sighs) I'm gonna Google... Don't Google it, Rachel. Do not Google it. I'm Googling. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Tulpa pregame. Sure, 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 sure. (coughs) That is not how you spell it. Oh, God. Did you find Reddit? I did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there was this one thing that was like, what the hell are tulpa pregnancies? You can't get pregnant from a tulpa. But apparently it's like, people getting tulpas pregnant, or like, tulpas getting other tulpas pregnant. Oh, we gotta pause. Hair dryer. Oh, what's <clears throat> wondering what that was? I thought your dad had like a saw or something. Nope. God, Sheridan. So inconsiderate. <laughs> I think she heard you because she turned it off and turned it back on. I was saying, I'm not really mad. (laughs) You have pretty hair. Oh, oh. We did exactly that. Now we have our little bundle of joy, Elena. Oh, no. With WL forms. It's all possible in what you want to do, but it's definitely something you need to give a lot of thought to beforehand. We Please talked stop. for a year and a half before we did Please anything. Stop! Oh my god! Oh no! Oh no! Oh. I'm so upset. <laughs> I mean, people say that tulpas can really like help their lives, and I didn't see anything about it like. negatively affecting too many people. There were those, like, two guys who said that it ruined their lives. But! Tulpa pregnancies, dude? Uh, I'm still looking. You're still looking? I'm still looking. Oh my god. Ah! That page doesn't exist. Was it, like, um... Tulpa something? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, there was only one... Oh, maybe if I spelled pregnancy right. Did I say? I said all my sources for this. Yes. Okay. There was only 12 posts on the Reddit. 12 comments. (sighs) (sighs) Sounds like demon babies to me. Totally demon babies. It's the omen child. Antichrist. If there are tulpa pregnancies, that means there's tulpa sperm. You're welcome. Thanks.
Okay, we need to move on. Um, Tulpa periods. I mean. Ew! <laughs> oh my god. Alright, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> we're done. Um, yeah, Rachel, let's do the thing. Okay. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Myths and Misfortunes or Twitter at Myths Misfortune. Or you can search for us using our full name, Myths and Misfortunes. We do pop up. You can also send us an email to mythsandmisfortune at gmail.com. Our music was was composed by McKean Fulbright. Our art was created by Heather Marie Atkins. Their websites can be found in the description below. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe, send us an email. Don't send us an email about Tulpa pregnancies for the (laughs) love of God. Um, All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Yes, yes. Goodbye. Bye.